Hey everyone, welcome to Way of Life Podcast, where we firmly believe that everyone picks a way in life and what way you pick is extremely important and directly affects how you live. In this podcast, we seek to interview people from all around Australia and beyond on life's most important topics. Whether you're a Christian, a skeptic, or someone with a whole heap of questions, this podcast is for you. My name is Matt, a pastor living in Brisbane, Australia. This is Way of Life Podcast. We've got a few questions that have come through. Some some really good ones, I think. Um, Hit me. So, should we um, we should we be looking to other traditions who have a greater familiarity with contemplative spirituality, like Orthodox and Catholic? Yeah, like, sure. should we be looking to other traditions? Yep. Okay, so within the Christianity sphere, I like how you've how how I'm trying to be cornered here. Um, I'm like, I feel like, I feel like a cat with that sort of question. Um, I think, um, I think if it's going to help you get your eyes on Jesus, then it can be helpful. Um, so when we're talking about contemplative, um, uh, practices, Mm -hmm. which is what spiritual disciplines can be, um, we're thinking of, um, so my, my senior pastor at Cross Life, um, Matt Hunt, he uses, um, spiritual breathing. Uh, and that's the way that he does it. Um, so that's already sounds weird and messed up. Um, but what that means is he's breathing in scripture and leaving out all of the stuff, like leaving behind all the stuff that's getting his eyes off Jesus or all the stuff that he needs to release mm. so that he can be with Jesus. So I'd suggest that anything, like there's a lot of, so Lectio Divina, straight up, it's Latin and it's likely, I'm pretty sure it is, it's very Catholic. Yeah, very. It's very Roman Catholic. Um, but are we reading? What What are we reading when we do it? Uh, are we reading something that is focusing us on on Jesus? And is that thing that we're fo- using to focus on? Is it the canonized scripture? Yes. Okay. Then why not? Um, yeah. So so when you talk more the contemplative side side of things, mm-hmm. the question is always going to be, who am I centering this on? Who has my focus? And if that is like, well, actually, it's not, it's not on God. It's not on Jesus. It's about me. Okay. Then you might want to rejig it or rethink it. Yeah. Um, similar, the second question is on a similar lines, but it's fairly specific with uh, borrowing stuff from other traditions like yoga. Yep. Um, where would you kind of sit on that? I know that's a bit of a... Uh, controversial question so I, in I, some some spheres, but love to hear what your thoughts yeah, are. Yeah, sure. That. Um, so this is so yoga is a big one um, because yoga has like postures that worship, or you're you're putting on deities, or you're worshiping deities with the specific movements. Um, what so for yoga? Are, are you are you doing it? Are you using it as a spiritual discipline, or are you using it to help your body? Like that's the question. Yeah. Um, I, I think Jeff Durbin would push back on this and he'd say anything that replicates any pagan um, uh, ideas or movements um, is actually really bad. Now, I, I'd push back on that and, and I'd say, is this getting your eyes on another deity? Well, I'm just doing 
a handstand, okay? <laughs> um, no? Okay, then, you know, so that, that's, the, that's the sort of question that has to come through. Now, I, I'll be straight up. So I, I do karate and there are some movements that I really don't like and I've made it very clear to sensei that I won't do that. Mm. Um, so there's, for instance, we do um, for warm-ups, they, we, call them sumo, we call them sumo squats or Buddha squats and we actually have our hands in a position. I'm just like, well, that's just stupid and useless. Why would I do that? And, and, and so, so I won't do that because I know what it represents. So in that, like, if you know that the yoga pose that you're doing, you know what that represents, and you're just like, heck no, I'm against that, then don't do it. <laughs> um, like, you've got to, like, when we look so at why? scripture, and, uh, like, I was just thinking before, like, Romans 14, verse 5, this is talking about the Sabbath. Um, Paul says, one person esteems one day is better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his or her own mind. So the whole idea, so for, for, for us Baptist evangelicals, we've actually got to do the work and think about it. Is this right or wrong? Am I convinced, am I convicted that this is right or wrong? And if I am, cool. And if I'm not, well, I've got to do a bit more work. So if I'm convinced that yoga is bad, then don't do it. If you're convinced that yoga is good, then I would, just because we're talking about yoga, yeah. I'd just be a little bit cautious of what you're doing, yeah. maybe. Um, now I'll be honest in that I, I've done yoga, not this year, but I've done yoga. Um, and in that it's just movements and I feel my body stretch. I have hips now, um, that aren't just my back. <laughs> so I know what my body, how, how my body works now. Um, and that's, you know, I've done that through karate and I've done yeah. that now through yoga. I don't go there and go, I'm going to worship some weird flower Lotus thing. Uh, I, I'm just going to stretch is that all right yeah, or yeah, do yeah. i go so a little bit too far using using wisdom uh looking at your motivations yep. and praying and really thinking about it maybe even chatting with other people around you um but just don't be an idiot about it which is what you're kind of say saying that? no oh good okay. sounds like what you're saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no thanks aaron i know that was a tricky question um Onto a different kind of not not yoga, unless you want. Anyway, what does sitting with Jesus look like for you, and how long does it take? Oof. Well, this week I, I knew that I needed to have a spiritual retreat day. So, um, yeah, and that just goes to show how dry I am at the moment. Um, so, I often, like nearly every day, um, when I'm not on the road, um, I will go and I'll sit at a specific park at a specific time with a specific $1 coffee um, and read my, read my Bible. And that could last from, like I said before, if I take my phone, it'll last two minutes. If I don't take my phone, it can last up to three hours just being alone. Now, I'm not just sitting there reading my Bible. By no means, I'm just sitting there looking at words on a page because I need to do something. I need to move. And I'll go for a walk. I'll go for a run. I'll go sit in a sauna. I'll just, I'll just be, and while I'm there, I'm just being with God. I'm, yeah. I'm where he, where, where I, I posture myself knowing that I'm not doing anything else except this. Yeah. And however length of time that takes, is how, how long it is. Yeah. Sometimes I go to um, a coffee shop and I'll sit there thinking I'm only going to be there for 10 minutes. I get my coffee, I sit down and I read the text and then an hour and a half has gone. Okay, I didn't expect that. And that was just me being still, obviously talking to people that wanted to talk to me, 
because that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, but just being focused um, without my phone. Yeah. yeah. So what does it look like? It's a hard slog. Can I say that? I, straight up. So it. spiritual disciplines aren't easy. They're disciplines for a reason. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if it was easy, I'd just say practices, but they're not. They're difficult because you need to be disciplined. I need to be disciplined when I'm attempting to do it. So when I come back to myself, um, to, to my self-management, if my calendar is not managed properly, if I'm not managed properly, God gets maybe something. But if my a schedule is done, God gets something specific. Mm. Now I just said a whole bunch of times there, but in the morning, like if I'm not, if, if I'm going to prepare for something or if I'm just going to be sitting, I'm, I'll sit there for as long as I take. I know that in my, in my calendar, I have at least 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes every single day. It says scripture reading. I know what that means. It's in there. And when I'm on the road, it's in there. I'll find myself in an airport, 30 minutes scripture reading. I'll find myself wherever scripture reading. Mm. It's just so, so you, as I'm just going to talk to the young people. Is that all right? I'm going to, okay. so, so if, if you're, if you're a teenager, if you're a young adult, if you think you're one of those, um, <laughs> this is for you. Um, get yourself managed. Now, how many, so just put your phones up for me. Everyone in the room, just get your phone out. I'm going to allow this, get your phone out. Um, so for those watching the podcast, some are um, really going, yeah, I've got a phone. Others are just like, I got a phone. Um, so there are people here with phones. Um, your phone has an app called Calendar and you might have to press it a few times for it to respond because you've never opened it. And if- it Needs to update. Yeah, that's right, update. Start using it. And if, if that's, if, and for, for another level, for those that are used to using a calendar, um, I don't know what, I, what uh, OS you use, operating system you use. I, I use Microsoft. Um, I, I, use, I use Office. And they have a beautiful app called, to do, app called To Do. Download that app. Put on that. Um, my, my, so you'll have, you can create lists of, of what that is. So it's kind of like Trello or, or other things. Um, and you can just label family. Click on family and then you fill it. What do I need to do? I need to take the kids to soccer. I need to do the dishes. I need to cook. I need to do yada, yada. You know, label it. I've got work. Okay, what am I doing at work? Um, and so using, so this is really interesting, using your work button, because you already know what you need to do. You're nine to five. If you're a nine to fiver or if you're a, if you, you know, when you go to work, you have to do a set task. Right in there, speak to such and such about such and such. Not gossip. So speak to someone about Jesus. You might want to put in there, actually, I need to buy um, pre-packaged Mentos because you can't give them chocolate bars or that stuff for my people, for the people I work with. Just showing a random act of kindness. Mm. Maybe. I, like, so if you can get yourself sorted, yeah. you'll find that your spiritual disciplines become sorted because you've got time to do the things you need to do. It's kind of that proactive yeah. type thing. You've actually got to be really intentional about it and stick to it. No, that's really good. Um, you've both expressed the importance of introspection to learn about yourself, but seem to reject mindfulness. Uh, what's the difference? And is it really that bad? I feel well, like no, we kind of I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't said mindfulness is bad. No, I haven't rejected mindfulness. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying what, what I'm saying is your, uh, the, when we go to these places, we're not there just for ourselves. We're there for God. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not suggesting that mindfulness at all isn't necessary because that would make introspection waste of time. Mm. Um, th- this, this particular, so, so if we're talking to finding yourself, take time, this is what I would say to that, take time to work out who you are with Jesus. Mm. So it's connecting the two. It's not going reject mindfulness, only do spiritual disciplines yep. because that's where they overlap. Yeah. There's a, there's, they're so close that you need to do the thought work. You need to think. So the question's like, how did I act when I was speaking to such and such? How did I, how did I react when someone called me a jerk? How did I react to this? What, what, what was my response to that? So that introspection is helpful. Mm. You're not going inside yourself to learn something new. You're asking the questions. You're coaching yourself to understand who you are rather than looking for a specific answer to a question that might not be there. Mm. Yeah. No, I think that's good. Uh, another question, can you list some really specific and practical, specific and practical spiritual practices adding to Bible reading and prayer specifically? Yep. yep. Cool. All right, let's have a think. So we said silence and solitude. Yep. We said resting. Um, uh, Banger is, uh, I can't remember who wrote this book, but if you Google um, journaling in colour. Oh, so yeah. there's a there's a um, a lady from the states um, who talks about how to how to journal with color, uh, and that's so for the creatives in the room. This isn't just writing in a journal. This is actually being able to draw um, pictures um, and and to to interact with God through that medium um, or, or media. Uh, have a Google of that. I can't remember um, what that one is. Another one is retreat. Um, so retreat is kind of like silence and solitude. But retreating is actually writing, putting in a holiday that you're actually going to spend time with God. So a specific amount of time. So, so not just seven minutes or a half a day, but mm. actually going away to somewhere else completely and having three, you know, two or three days, so maybe a couple of nights. Um, and you can do that with your family um, or with, but try not to make it more of a camping thing. But, yeah. but maybe going with an accountability person um, that is there for the same thing. So retreating is good. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, said Sabbath um, coming back. That seems. Can I good. just push on prayer? Yeah, go go. Um, yeah. So so. Actually, no, I won't. I won't talk about that. But if you have a look, um, very soon when we when we drop the spiritual disciplines project, um, Dave Dave Benson talks about um, how he does it, and um, he uses. So we talked about a bit before about. Um, uh, Roman Catholic and Orthodox type yep. um, stuff. He uses a bunch of that stuff, um, and it's really helpful. So instead mm. of it just being me praying, um, uh, we've, it's it's there's there's some things that he um, physically does while mm. he's doing the praying. Yep. Um, just another one on prayer: um, reading old prayers. So ones that are already written. So reading through or praying through the Psalms is is a good one. Um, but with with prayer. Reading, there's a book called The Valley of Vision, uh, and I'm, I'm, I think it's out of publication, but for some reason, my friend got it and it looked really new. Um, so it <laughs> okay. might be back on, you know, on, on available somewhere. Um, so Valley of Vision, and that is a whole bunch of old prayers from people in all sorts of situations. Mm. Um, so you can just go through that and go, and 
you might be suffering or might be going through something at a specific time and yeah. there's a word for that thing that you're thinking through, stress or something. Helps um, you to pray. Sorry? Helps yeah, you and pray. you'll be like, yeah. oh, someone was going through the same thing? Yeah. When? Oh, 200 years ago? Oh, wow. <laughs> He's actually able to speak some life into my situation. So, so, that, so it's, it's stretching our idea of prayer. Mm. Um, so really thinking through that. Um, journaling stop um yeah i wish i could give you more but there so That's so really good. we come back to bible reading bible and prayer because every spiritual discipline has that element within it yeah so it's so you might be you might be a gardener what is a spiritual discipline you could be doing as in the garden um you might be a um, engineer what is a spiritual discipline that you could be doing uh, you you might be a um, a steel manufacturer or engineer. You when you're welding, what does it look like as you're seeing the, the spark? You might you know you might think oh every time I see the spark, I'm going to think of Jesus being the light of the world. I don't know, um, yeah. but like, there's things that we can put into our lives that become rhythms rather than disciplines or things I have to do. Yeah, yeah. That are just sparks or yeah, for sure. Focus us back onto God. Yeah, no, that's really really good. I think we have got time for one more question. Um, do you think that many people uh, don't see a value in allocating time for like reading and prayer and uh, learning about Jesus because of unanswered prayers or false expectations? That's, yeah, totally. Um, I, I, think, I think in the world that we live in where we have let down or we might have been let down a whole bunch of times and mm. life's hard, we kind, of, we kind of put our own, our own thing on that. Yeah. God, you're not listening. You're not talking. You're not mm. yada yada. And, uh, you guys were paying me out before um, <laughs> around a couple of the sayings that I use. Um, and we love that about you, by the way. Yeah, good. Thanks. <laughs> the, one of the sayings I use is "Jesus, do your thing," and "Jesus, do your thing" comes out of um, part of uh, probably the darkest. It was yeah. I I think it was the dark night of my soul. And that was when Nikki was likely going to die because of heart failure. And I remember driving. So we got the, we got the information that, you know, you're probably going to die in five years. So I don't even love how doctors talk to you. Um, you've got a likeliness of dying in five years. You need a heart transplant. And that was the first time it actually sunk in that my wife is likely not going to survive. Mm. And I started praying. I was like, God, what are you doing? Like, why are you being a jerk here? And then it, it started to become more and more overwhelming um, that I needed to let him do his thing that only he could do. Mm. And out of that, you know, he should have healed her. Like, she's not healed. Like, let, let's just face it. But she doesn't have a heart transplant. She, she takes tablets for breakfast. Um, and in that space... Just like you've done such a good thing here, God. You didn't heal her mm. as such. You, you know, you didn't do this amazing miracle. But he showed me something in that. He said, I'm in charge. And that's why I make sure, like, that's part of my prayer is, Jesus, you're in charge, do your mm. thing. Because he made it very clear at that moment. Now, the answer to prayer would be, she's healed and all's well. You know, everything's good. But it wasn't that. It's, nah, I'm in charge. I'm going to do my thing. Come to me and I'll provide for you. But you might not get what you think you're going to get because I'm the God of all. And I think that's the difference of posture 
mm. um, that I've had to learn. I've had to learn that he's in charge, not me. So a lot, a lot of the men in the room, you know, we're generally the bosses or, you know, we, we want to be the bosses. We, we want to be in charge. I, I definitely, like, I'll own that. Like, I just want to be in charge all the time, um, which is one of my character flaws. And knowing, knowing that has actually humbled me. Going through that has actually humbled me because it suggests, it, it says that God is actually the boss. So there's this thing that we talk about in Bible college called the sovereignty of God. And the sovereignty of God is this idea that he is over all things, that he is king of all things, and he holds it all together. He's the great sustainer, creator. He's in charge, sovereign. Now at college, that's fun. You know, oh yeah, cool, I'm a Calvinist, I'm an Arminius, yada, yada, yada. Um, um, sovereignty. Um, but it never sunk in. The word, the sovereignty of God was just a word. It never sunk in until my wife got heart failure. Mm. It never sunk in that God's in charge until my wife got heart failure. Now at that point, doing ministry for five years, and then that happened. You're just mm. like, what's that? Yep. So when we talk about, well, how do you know, how do you reconcile that? I reconcile that by just simply saying, God knows best. And in, in times where it's really hard, now I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make this, uh, the person that asked this, it might be in a real, real valley or a trough right now. So I'm not mm. trying to sweep this, push you or anything like that. Um, I really encourage us all when we come to that point where God's not answering our prayers because face it, he's not always going to answer the prayers the way we think. It's just to have a posture of, okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you. I want you to help me, but you know best. And right now you're stretching me. You're making my heart more like you. You want me to be more like you. And so it's just the difference of posture. Yeah. Moving from being a consumer yeah. to someone that is servant under the king mm. doing what the king wants us to do. That's really hard. Like it, yeah. it is really difficult to walk that. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't give you the I can't give you a fluffy answer to that question. That's really um, good. It's Aaron. really hard. And and like um, just look, looking around the room, if we were to ask that question to some some of the older folk in the room, that would be really interesting to hear their response, mm. um, because they're likely have walked a life where God didn't answer prayers at some point. Mm. Um. And so I encourage you guys, I encourage the older people here. Thank you for your faithfulness. Mm. Um, thank you for being here in this room with us. This is awesome. Um, and I uh, thank you for what, what you've set the tone for and, and in have allowed happen in this space tonight um, mm. because without you, it probably wouldn't have happened. Mm. And for those, for those of us that are kind of at the start of the life journey, it's not easy. Straight up, I'm sorry. Like, uh, we should be finishing on a fun note, like That's a good. All right. But well, this, this is, good is, stuff. This is the, the, the reality. Is the reality is life isn't going to always be easy. But the God of the universe is carrying you no matter what. Mm. Amen. Uh, I was uh, I was listening to Triple J this week. Sorry, I'm a heathen. Um, <laughs> I, I was uh, I was listening to Trip J and. Um, and one of the one of the girls in the breakfast show, she alluded to. Uh, they didn't know the name of this um, poem. They're like, "Oh, isn't there like a, a thing in the Bible where there's like a dude carrying, like Jesus is carrying a dude on a beach?" 
and she was talking about specifically <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> footsteps in the or is it footprints in the sand? I think it's yeah, I think yeah. so. She was talking about that, and that tr triggered for me. I was like, yeah, come on, Jesus is getting represented right here. This is good on Triple J. Yeah. But it also for us tonight, it's that reminder that in those moments where we look back and oh yeah, I could see God walking with me. He was walking mm. here. Yeah, we were chummy. It was great. Yeah, cool. We saw all see these cool things happen. <laughs> And then you look beside you and there's, no, there's only one set of footprints in the, in the sand and you're just like, where were you, God? You're trash. What are you doing? But he's actually the one that's carrying yeah. you through the stuff. I, I, look, that just came, like, came up this week. So yeah, that, sure. that might be helpful for some. Yeah. It might not be. Um, and um, I, look, in those valleys and those troughs, troughs, don't do it alone. Mm. So I'll speak to that person in the room that, that threw that question. Don't do this alone. God didn't just make the church so people could be individuals in a room. He made the church to be an in individuals in a community that do life together. Mm. Not, oh, I don't, I want to share my problems with that person. For some of us, vulnerability might be the thing that you need to work on. And for others, accountability might be something you need to work on. And you can't do either of those by yourself. Mm. So that, that those people in here that are struggling, make sure you're, you get with your friends. You, you talk with your, your, your brothers and sisters in Christ mm. and do life together. I think that's probably the best spiritual discipline out of all of them is community, yeah. is to really push into the ecclesia, the gathering, the, the church, and not just do church but actually be church together mm. to encourage, to equip, and to engage each other, to keep mm. each other accountable so that we can be fruitful in the spaces we find ourselves. Yeah, thank you. That was so good. Thanks, Aaron. Um, before we finish up, um, you've talked about the various kind of courses that you are going to be doing. Like, if if is there anything that's coming up that we might be able to support and get amongst for those who are listening here and for future dates? Yep. Um, yeah. So I don't have any dates. Um, I floated around okay. an idea with you on Monday. Um, but so the spiritual disciplines project. Um, that's the one. Should have been should have been released actually six months ago. Um, so uh, the Spiritual Disciplines Project was, it is a project that it was spurred out of this idea that young adults have forgotten the old ways. Now you're probably thinking, oh, who are you to tell us that's what we think? Um, so I was, I was chatting with a chaplain who, um, who's a, a university chaplain and she pointed out to me, she said, they, they just wanna know, they wanna go back to the old ways. Um, and I just laughed at her. And I realized that was the wrong thing to do. Um, and, um, Classic. And, then I, and then I listened to her. I apologized. Um, I listened to her. And um, yeah, the Spiritual Disciplines Project came out of that. And this was at the very start of COVID when, when all the university students um, in that particular part of the world um, stopped, um, stopped meeting together and everything was online. And I, you know, a lot of you guys probably suffered the same thing there. Um, but for a, for a place where community is... Like the community in that space is huge. They need each other. They love each other. And this whole idea that they're going online was just a real, real thrower. Mm. Um, but they wanted to do community, but they couldn't do it. So they wanted to go know how to do spiritual disciplines within community. And so the spiritual disciplines project came out of that. Mm. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not a. It's a project because I believe that every one of us is a different. And so each each um, each study or each thought or each conversation is for the, the person listening to really go, okay, that's actually dumb. Why would I do that? Or that's actually really cool. I like how they said that. So th does that mean I can do this? Mm. And so it's about you 
using yourself as a project, not me looking at you as a project and trying yeah. to fix you, but it's, it's you going, okay, I can probably use that now. Yeah. And so the whole idea is um, that you'll give some things a go and, you'll give, and, and it might become a rhythm. That's like something that you do easily and often um, or it might not and that's fine. Mm. And you do that with others. So we don't know when that's going to drop. I hopefully, hopefully that's. I'll put good. it up when when you do. Yeah, because so I think it'd be really interesting. Yeah, it'll be. It, it was fun. So the conversations that I've already had on that um, with the people. Oh, um, yeah. I wanted to post them straight. I wanted to put them up straight away. Um, had some real cool, real conversations. Um, yeah, from friends around Australia and a few over the seas. Yeah. So. Oh, thank you, Aaron. Um, I'm going to pray for you, yeah. and then uh, we'll finish up. Well, we thank you for Aaron. Um, thank you for how you've blessed us with such knowledge and the journey that he's been on. Uh, Lord, I, I thank you for that. Thank you for your grace. And I pray that, Lord, we will come out of this place, out of this talk, out of this conversation, uh, changed and challenged. Uh, it's all for your beautiful name. Amen.